Welcome to Let's Talk Speak On It. I'm your host, Tanika Cozy. Thank you all so much for tuning in and joining us today. Black fathers have been characterized negatively within our society and within the media. According to research conducted by the CDC, 70% of black fathers are actively involved in their child's life, despite how the media tries to portray black fathers. On July 17, 2001, while building a hotel in Iowa, my father suffered a heat stroke. Upon arriving to the hospital, he was pronounced dead. My father missed so many milestones in my life, from my high school graduation to my college graduation, to seeing me walk down the aisle on my wedding day. Today, we want to discuss the importance of having black fathers in their child's life and being actively involved. We want the world to understand that black fathers matter, black fathers are needed, black fathers are necessary. So please help me welcome Mr. Charles Odom and his son, Ifani, to the show. Uh, everyone, welcome Mr. Charles Odom and his son, Ifani. How are you both doing today? We're fine. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Uh, we're happy to have you. So, Mr. Odom, based on how society and the media tries to display black fathers. How do you feel about that? What are your thoughts? I get tired of the negative image they always project. You know, as a young boy coming up here on the west side, I just have nothing but father images around me, family. I grew up on a block that was father, there was family, black families, you know, working fathers, mothers at home. And uh, I really, I really detested that portrayal of the black the black uh, father within the family. Because I, coming up, I did see a lot of role models, really good role models, such as that picture of fence. Okay. You know, I, that's the that type of area that I came up, mm -hmm. yeah, I came up under that area. And so coming up under that area, how did that change you when you became a father? How did that affect you? Well, naturally, it gave, I had, a, I had an image there to, to, uh, to see and it made me wonder also uh, put that same type of love towards my son. Uh, I had a loving father, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much a daddy's boy. I was a daddy's boy. And I do say this guy seemed like he's the same way, but- Daddy's boy. Yeah, daddy's boy. So it, it, uh, it, made, me, uh, it made me a better father, it did. It made me want to do things, and especially time. It made me really realize that it's not always the, if you didn't get the money or the, the little best things in life that you should, you think you should have, give up your time. Yes, yeah, that's time. It is so important. Mm -hmm. And uh, this guy tells me about things he remembered that I, I did astonish me. I wonder, I didn't believe that he could remember, but uh, you know, just that time we always be spending together, you yeah. know. So, Ifani, would you care to share any of those stories that your father's referring to? I remember one time you told me something that Swatha told him, and I think it just kind of resonated with me subconsciously. He told me that they told him, Mom, what can kill you? <laughs> I told you, my mother always said, that was our thing coming up, you know, they always want to put that lazy thing on on the black male, yeah. you know. Uh, hard work ain't gonna kill you. Hard work is not gonna kill you. I heard that coming up ever since I was a kid, and my daddy said, don't believe that mess. <laughs> I work to kill you. <laughs> the boy go to school. <laughs> so you know, I, I know that's what that resonated in you. Huh? And it did. I can see. I, 
got me a, I'm very proud of him, you know, he's in, into his, his music, his videography, uh, the organization. Uh, I taught him how to make the jewelry, then to the jewelry, he built a jewelry making than me exactly. Now he puts together better cuffs, so great. Well, my sight is filling a little bit. Now but. speaking of music, you are uh, artist manager of Chi-Town Affiliated. And yes. then your son is one of your artists, correct? Yes, he is. Yes, okay. he is. But he's also the CEO of uh, CTA Chi-Town okay. Affiliated. Awesome. Okay. And, uh, Yes, my, my thing right now is just try to get as much contact within the industry because I have really just been, what you could say, been out in the industry and knowing the contacts. But we've, we've been out here now and I have begun to get a few contacts and things are starting to look up. We've got some things in, in the makings. I, I tune a black man, they only love us when we tap dance. We expect to, to re-release that, you know. Can so, we go back to that? Uh, can you kind of give us a backstory to uh, that song? Would you like to elaborate on that song? You know, as an artist, I want to just take the responsibility to be able to say something about, to have, uh, to just say my stance on being a black man. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I make a lot of positive music, but it ain't really centered around race and things of that nature. I just kind of really talk about myself and the things that I've been through and how I got through them. But I wanted to really just touch directly on race, you know, and our race as a black people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what I think. Awesome, thank you for sharing. Can we get one of maybe a little verse from um, there? Uh, I won't say that's too bad. I say every day I'm thanking the Father for another day. I was trying to change something with what my mother said. It took me six months to write that, and I couldn't get the last bot for nothing. And I'm in the kitchen, and my sister was talking mad stuff, and like, oh, blah, blah, blah. She like, you fine. You always trying to change something. And then it just clicked out. I was like, thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you. I needed that. You know? <laughs> I really needed that. But she said, I'm, I'm, I'll be out there sometimes. Now, Ifani, how is it having your father so involved in your life? How does that affect you and change you to be better? I feel like, um, I feel like this, I'm about to kind of go into another realm, but I feel like it's like, if you was, if you like know about like, like uh, NBA Live or something like that, or games or creative play, you only get so many points. So I ain't have a really a lot of family growing up. He was a black sheep and my mom was a black sheep, you know, so. I just was like kind of holding on to like the little bit of family I got in, but even more than that, um, I wanted to know more about myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, man, I can I can know no more. I can learn more about myself if I really just kind of really get in tune with who my father is, because um, he's divorced. Remember, my mother they split around when I was 15. Mm -hmm. 15, they split up. So um, as I was growing uh, and then when they split up, that's, I know it's like, I used to be a straight A student. And then when they split, my grades started going down and everything, you know. And I didn't really reflect on that until I got older, like. To understand. Because it was because my father left the house. You know what I'm saying? He ain't fall out of my life, he just left the house. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't that structured up to have a man, a female, a male and a female energy. So, um, 
And like I said, I want to know more about myself. Like when I started making music, I really got deep into who I am as a person and who I want to be and the type of person I want to be growing up. So I just like really just wanted to know more about me. So I went to the source. Okay, so I'm going to your father and then building that a stronger relationship. Yeah, just noticing things that's hereditary and you know, societal, you know, it's the nature versus nurture concept mm -hmm. that we have in society. So I just see them like, hey, I did that. I, there's a lot of things that he do, I thought, before I really got really deep into just hereditary things was, I thought it was because of the life that I lived, you know, but kind of found out it's genetic. Mm -hmm. So that was deep to me. And it's really put the nature versus nature back into the textbook. Um, so recently you both were in the news. And so you were on the news discussing issues with senior housing with the okay. CHA, correct? Correct. Can we discuss that a little more in detail? Oh, certainly. It's just uh, deplorable the way our seniors are living. Many finally went on the north side to the senior citizen homes out there, CJ homes. They like living in the Conrad Hilton. It is, it's just like a difference between night and day. Can you discuss some of the things that you saw when you went there, if you're able to talk about it? Sure, we took pictures of it. We uh, actually did an expose on Patrick Sullivan's on YouTube. We actually got a chance to walk around with a resident from that, he, even though he was this is like a couple blocks from, uh, not a couple blocks, but it's on the west side. And it's the same condition, probably worse. His building, they made that place, Patrick Sullivan made his building look better. I ain't gonna say the Conrad Hilton, but it looked better than that. It's, it's like 10 years behind. It's like more like still got like the 80s or so. We got a chance to get to walk around with residents. We've been there for 15 years. And he telling us all the problems and he's been complaining. He was just like, I ain't scared. And we got that expose up on it, um, YouTube. It's UES Investigate, Patrick, CHA, Patrick Sullivan. So if you want everybody to go check that out, that's okay. because it elaborates on everything. The, the building is not kept up to code. The paint ain't being painted. The elevator's not working. The washer and dryer's not working. And they had the audacity to tell us that's about the courtesy. I mean, I was a courtesy, so why can't y'all keep up the courtesy? Cause that's a courtesy, like that's just like you can't offer somebody a courtesy and then Thank you, don't man. keep it up. Yeah, you know, like come on, man. How can the community help you all with this fight? What can what can we do? Band together, give us some support. Uh, we're going to go do an all-out campaign on CHA about this. We're not going to stop, and what we plan on doing at the meeting Wednesday is uh, putting together an oversight committee. No longer they tell us that they got these things fixed and stuff like that. We're gonna have people in those buildings like S LSCs to tell us, hey, has that been done? RSCs, right, has that been done? Has this been done? And uh, we're gonna keep a, a check and balance on them now. This thing is just getting started. It's just getting started, really. I can see it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a little fight. My building alone is getting $60 million renovation and another building we went to is in that shape at Reed McCoy they getting like 40 million but it's a lot of it's a little bit a little too little too late almost you know I mean the buildings are really in bad shape and to do that 
to have constructed renovate the building by the tenants are still there. That's a rough one because half the tenants over half, I'd say about sixty to seventy percent have respiratory problems. And you got dust. Mm -hmm. I have respiratory problems. I have still PD. So we're gonna discuss things like that. And the management and also management management. They are very unprofessional. They talk to the tenants and these are things. Hey you, y'all ought to get to don't you have any kind of professionalism? So I told him the chief of staff at CHA this, this afternoon, I said, we're going to also discuss management. You're, you also have a management. I've been in this building for 10 years. I've had Habitat, East Lake, uh, Hispanic Development, Housing Development. All of them came through here, and all of them treat the tenants the same way. But you go out north. The property manager and the tenants, they get along like it ain't nobody's business and it's a smooth operation. That's how it should be on the south and the west side. So that's what, that's what we're fighting for to get those type of things more, more so better living conditions. That's number one, adequate heating, things like that. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be tolerated, it shouldn't happen. It really shouldn't, all the money that's going in, I see it looks like it's going to the north side. Instead of where it should be going. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's too much disparity either. It shouldn't be that much either. And both of them coming out of the same uh, organization, department, department of housing. Can you all share one more time uh, for our listeners how the website or an email address where they can contact you all related to this? Okay, we have a Facebook Union Insurance. We have a YouTube Union Insurance. We also have the cash app because uh, we basically finance it, this between ourselves. And it could also be Zell at three at Zell at his number, 312 572 0272. Awesome, that is really amazing. Thank you all for joining that work. And next, we're going to have spoken word by Dwayne Goodson. I was born by Baba by, by, by the River in Memphis, Tennessee, where that old soul. Dirty South made me what you see. You can check our history, our city been full of kings. Haters might have took a shot, but they can never kill our dreams in Memphis, Tennessee, where that old soul, dirty South made me what you see. If you can't remember that, take a little trip with me to my mama's mama's house with them soul record stacks and them black and white covers, hard plastic wrap. Be bopping our bubble, just riding with the kings, white, black, and ready. Blue soul rock kids rolling back to back until crack rock hit the 80s, bass hits pounding down the track. And the red dog 90s came and heated up traps. Hottest barbecue racks on racks. Yeah, that's what Charlie's saying when she shake her baby back. Back to the trap, time to move packs. Save one lap dance. That's what my dreamers say right before we head back. Born to get it how you live in Memphis, Tennessee. Where that old soul dirty south made them what you see. Still cannot remember that? Let's rewind the beat. What if my dreamer is already home and the packs that he moving came straight from the Amazon? Looks like the dancer whose hand he put the band on just to make her do the mop after they jumped the room. See, I'm talking wedding bands. Get a DJ, get a band. Black love in the mix, live soul sang free. From the soul of Isaac Hayes to the beat from Take Heat, take a look at who you love. Time to pump my dreamers up in Memphis, Tennessee. When that old soul, dirty South made us what you see. Thank you so much for joining us, Dwayne. That was 
beautiful, your spoken word. Can you tell our uh, listeners how they can follow you? Uh, you can find me on all streaming platforms, Dwayne Goodson. It's D-E-W-A-Y-N-E Goodson. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in and watching us. And this Black History Run, please remember that Black Fathers Matter.